0: And we're back to Heart Fails 73. How much can you bench? What did you say? How much can you bench?
1: A much can you bench?
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not I'm it's
1: early, serious, it's early
0: in the morning. I, I'm probably mumbling. How much can you bench press? Oh! <laughs>
1: I'm oh like I'm thinking like a short bench or like munchkiny. I didn't know even know it was a uh describing word. I, I you had me. Um how much can you bench? Um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't benched anything since Iraq and that was you know, like fifteen years ago.
0: So Yeah, and doing probably like 20, 40, 50 push ups like just Drop and do them kind of thing. I, I
1: did a lot of that, but I did I did a lot more like uh, calisthenic workouts, uh, okay. and stuff like that. Because uh, you got to be agile in the
0: battlefield. So
1: I did not bench a lot. I wasn't doing much sitting down.
0: There you go. <laughs> I uh, I tried to do a push up after my heart surgery, and you know they they did the cut open the the breastplate there. Um, and so I have all oh. that scar tissue so just trying to do one push-up like you can feel yeah. the scar tissue like break apart and it's like I am not comfortable doing this at all yeah. so yeah I have not mm. done even a push-up for eight years uh and yeah I you know I'm becoming a doughy guy just gotta gotta lift some milk jugs or something um <laughs> but that's kind of the universe that's kind of like the manly question though right like how much can you bench like let's go to the beach right. do you know the way to the gym <laughs> but uh no you're you're a fit guy you look like you know you're at the um uh what's the comanche project and i think you had like some some children on your back and doing a push-up or whatever right yeah man. you've done that, that a couple a time. times. Yeah. I got us. So we were talking before this, and I was going to tell a story about the police officer. And this is a good time to tell the story about the police officer, actually. So I went in to talk to uh, our local police department because we're kind of planning on doing some open air evangelism. And the sergeant that I yeah. talked to, um, completely receptive, great conversation. She said, Okay, you know the ordinances. You seem like you have a basic uh, understanding of right away and all this kind of stuff. Everything sounds good to me. Just let me go talk to my supervisor and verify everything. Cause I don't want to give you the wrong information and then come back. And so we're yeah. in this little room, her eye and like she has a trainee or an intern police officer there as well. So she opens the door and just like swings it open so hard that it slams against the wall. as <laughs> She's opening it. And I kind of just look at her and she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And so we kind of started laughing and I made some comment about you know usually it's when people leave a room that they slam the door when they're upset or whatever, not when they open the door.
1: <laughs> so the
0: door that she had to go through after that then is down this hallway. And I hear this police officer say, like, well, what's going on? What happened? She's like, Oh no, I'm sorry. Like I just opened I just slammed the door open or whatever. And she's like, Okay, yeah. I was running down to get there to you though she's like, then I heard the laughing, and then I kind of started to slow down and whatnot. But I was like, that's just kind of my, uh, I can just imagine me going in there to just kind of talk about ordinances and have three police officers draw their guns on me or something. Right.
1: <laughs> because the sergeant
0: <laughs> actually slammed the door, and it sounded so violent and horrible. Um, she had a lot of strength is is where this story Goes into there. We have a lot of worldly strength, but this episode is strength, and we're going to talk about as a Christian where our strength actually lies and where we have no strength at all. One of the things that I wrote down. So this is actually a, a, a an original Adam Pancratz quote from eight fourteen twenty two. We are not to look to ourselves for strength, but for weakness. Jesus Christ is our strength and refuge, our rock and our deliverer. In and of ourselves, nice. we do not have any power. We have nothing. We are weak. And looking to ourselves, believe in yourself. Ooh, that phrase right there. That's, yeah, that's uh... that's infected, professed Christianity, and that's infected from the world. That is not from the Word of the Lord at all.
1: You know, we are quite uh, we are quite weak, but, but believers are to be uh, I think it's Ephesians six, we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And so it's actually our, our source of strength is from the unlimited power of Christ for those who who belong to him. And and even even whatever strength that we have, it's not it's not ours. It, it, it ultimately comes from God. So looking uh, look into ourselves yeah, the Bible commands us to 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 let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength, but let the one who boasts boast about this that they have understanding to know me, that I am the Lord. That's uh, from from Jeremiah. We are quite weak. In fact, I think I've mentioned before Psalm thirty three is a psalm that I've I've really clung to not only in in Comanche Project as the veterans chaplain, but but in my own life as a veteran. And essentially, it says.
0: I apologize, but end in your open-air evangelism, yeah. too. This is one of those verses that I've heard you reference so often, I believe. Probably a lot, yeah. No, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, it's so wonderful, though. Go for it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's that the, the Lord looks down from heaven, and he sees all the children of man, and, and from where he he sits in throne, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts, and he observes all of their deeds. The psalm sets up with, this is the Lord, this is this is the one who has made all things, he knows all things, he sees everything that we do. And then it goes on to say that a king is not saved by his great army, a warrior is not delivered by his great strength, and the war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might it cannot rescue. But behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul them death and keep them alive in famine. And I believe it goes on to say something along the lines of uh, our soul waits for the Lord. He's our help and our shield. He's our strength and our fortune. It tells you it's, it's not saying that there's that the the army isn't uh, strong or that the, the warrior isn't strong or that the warhorse uh, doesn't have a, a great might or a great strength. But it's saying that ultimately um, these things cannot they can't save you not only can you not save your body, but it says that your soul needs to be saved from death. It needs to be delivered from death and to be kept alive in the famine. So if it's the physical strength, all, all the strength is not to be boasting in our own strength. And that's what, that's what humbled me in the service, finally coming to the realization that no matter how strong I thought that I was, that left to my own devices, I would fall into temptation and I would fail in any worthy endeavor, not only to keep my own body alive, uh, but more precisely to save my own soul. I couldn't do that. And and my weakness was inherent in my human nature. And that's why the, the Bible commends us to find our strength in the Lord. He's our strength. He's the one who makes our feet like the feet of a deer. And he's the one who enables us to uh, to tread on the heights. He's the one that, that gives us strength. Man, bro, I, that, that, that Psalm speaks exactly of that. We are not as strong as we think we are. We, we need not only does, does the human strength we have come from the Lord, but then it pushes that strength further to say that there's another strength that comes from Him, and that's salvation. I can't. I'm not strong enough to deliver my my soul from death. So He goes from the physical to the spiritual. But He is right. He's strong enough. Jesus endured. He, he, he endured. He was strong enough to keep God's law on those who believe. Strong enough to endure the full weight of God's wrath on the cross strong enough to pay the debt that we owed against God with legal demands strong enough to put the public and open shame and the powers and principalities of darkness um, to crush the serpent's head. And he's strong enough to begin a good work in us and to carry it to completion. He's strong.
0: <laughs> I can't re- I don't I don't think you said this, but he's stronger than the grave. He's stronger than death. Death could Let's not go, hold well. him. it was in impossible for death to hold the perfect lamb of God. He rose from the grave and is alive. He lives. He lives who once was dead. He lives my ever living head. And that's, I mean, it's early in the morning, but that's, that's an awesome way to start out the day right there. Yeah, that is, bro. What what can the world throw at you? I have, so I have, so I, well, yeah, I have so many verses here. I'm getting into the habit of like, you know, the podcast used to be kind of like, yeah, let's just kind of talk about things. Let's kind of talk our way through this. And especially with you, I've just gotten in the habit of I'm just going to grab like 12 verses. <laughs> I'm just going to throw them out there as we go. And then T- Stephen's going to talk for about two or three minutes. And he's going to say something awesome and God-pleasing. And then I'll just go back to a <laughs> verse. <laughs> and then Stephen will talk. <laughs> It's awesome. I love doing these with you. It makes my life so much easier. Some, so little prep time. I, I enjoy it as <laughs> well. <laughs> so I, I bought, so in, in kind of planning on doing some open-air evangelism, I went on Amazon and found some like verse cards or whatever, like different Bible verse cards, and kind of seeing what verses they have and kind of get like um, – I told a, a couple from church yesterday – I said, you know, John 3.16 is a wonderful verse. But if I made a card, I would actually make it like John 3.14 to 20 is the card that I would hand out to people. I wouldn't just hand out John 3.16. It would be, you know, for just as Moses lifted up the the um, snake in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's where I would start. That's where I started uh, teaching Alaric. But to go back here, I have First Chronicles, you know, First Chronicles. That's where we're oh, gonna start, dude, bro. right? Yeah. Sixteen. It's verse eleven, but I'm gonna start at verse eight. The heading, which is not in the original manuscripts, but it is a helpful idea. It says, "David's Song of Thanks." First Chronicles sixteen, verse eight. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples, sing to Him, sing praises to Him, tell of all His wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. In being on Facebook, I was very disheartened a couple weeks ago because I did have a really a newer friend but she's had a harder life she's obviously going through some very difficult times and she's struggling with it but she has a love for the lord she obviously has a love of the lord and that's why this was so disconcerting the post was today is the day to believe in yourself make sure you love yourself the way god loves you Know you are worth it all because God said so. He died for your pain and your sin. You are more than enough. Trust it and him. Don't ever give up on yourself. Find your worth in God and not others. They will let you down every time, but God will always show up. Heaven will come to fight you. I hope you are reading this today that you need to hear it. And when I read that, it just made me so sad. Because yeah. it's it's yeah, a, yeah. it's a mixture of biblical truth with worldly mindedness, worldly self-help. Right. But somebody did comment and said, you know, love you. I'm not going to give the name. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. And she responded, amen. To me, this kind of points out of perhaps getting... Unbiblical teaching mixed with biblical teaching and kind of having a shaky foundation, which our sermon yesterday was actually about building the house on a firm foundation compared to on sand from Luke chapter 6. And when the torrent comes, the house that is not built down into the ground with a firm foundation is just devastated. It's just within a snap of a finger, the whole thing's gone. Well, the pastor had even said, I thought he was going to use the phrase that I use all the time, but he said, since it was talking about building the ground on the ground in Luke six, he didn't say, we can't see the heart. He said, we can't see underground to look at the foundation. I was like, same mentality though. This is awesome. (laughs) But yeah, when, when you have professed Christians, all you see is the outward show. And then in talking and witnessing and spending time, that's where you start to see the fruit. And that's where you start to see, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. It is very possible that somebody is a child of God and in Christ, but they've had horrible teaching, (laughs) horrible teaching. This is one of those situations where it's in the back of my head, in my prayers and in the back of my head, be prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have when asked, but do so with gentleness and kindness and love. I would love to have these conversations with people and not in a I'm right, you're wrong kind of way, but in a let's go to God's word and let's see where our strength actually is. Let's analyze today is the day to believe in yourself. And is that actually something a Christian should be saying?
1: What's so hard? I think what can be difficult about that too is one, especially concerning salvation. There's there's something that I, I uh, we quote in our family a lot and I'll tell my girls, you know, why, why don't Nylans ever give up? And then we all say, because God never gives up on us. It, it can be easy to, to say, you know, don't give up on yourself, you know, because I didn't want, I don't want their strength to derive from them. Um, but, but it's true that we can, that we have strength, but the strength doesn't originate with us. And it don't, doesn't come from believing in ourselves. It comes from Christ's grace toward us and enabling us to trust in him. So that we, you know, I, I think of the phrase. It sounds overused, but I feel like you can apply it everywhere. You know, the Philippians four. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Honestly, there's, there, it, that's true in, in everything. There's, there's no other source that gives us the strength to overcome the world, um, or its trials and temptations. It is, it's all from God. But this, uh, our strength is very related to surrendering. We're we're supposed to submit ourselves to God. Um, to resist the devil, to align ourselves with God's strength and our our total submission to him. And then we're able to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty
0: power. I I wonder if that Philippians verse especially, with the way that it's used and the English language, I wonder if it ought to be better to almost say, rather than I can do, I can endure. I wonder if that might be a more Yeah, that's a good ample yeah See, I don't I don't know what the actual word <laughs> means so I'm hesitant but just in the context and in the meaning I almost feel like that might be a better way to say it I can endure right all things rather than I can do uh you know isn't it like uh Michael Jordan from the 80s and 90s I can do anything like anything yeah. you can do, I can do better. I can do all things in the Lord. No, no. See, that's not the, the mentality.
1: <laughs> that is
0: completely the wrong mentality. Right. So I don't know who to talk to <laughs> about <laughs> getting getting that change of, of phrase out in the evangelical world or whatnot. It's important
1: because those you know those who are, are incredible because in, in the evangelical world, it, oftentimes you see the. We have the mantra that I chose God. So if it was by if it was by my strength that I chose God, then even if it's ninety nine percent ninety nine point nine percent that he had that he's loved me first, but I I made that decision. I made that choice. If we can have any boast of ourselves and our salvation, then we will then we'll take that point one percent and we'll we'll run it. You know, it, yeah. it, verbal it won't sound like that verbally, but practically we'll we'll turn we'll turn inward for strength. When really we're weak, we should be turning outward toward God. If we're looking inward, it's inward towards you know Christ's Spirit that gives us strength. Because if we rely on God's strength every day, then then you know what's the Isaiah passage? Those who I'm those get who hope in baby. the Lord will renew their strength. Okay, <laughs> okay then I'll 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 wait, I'll wait in that then. But there is a there is a very real concern as you were talking about. There's very real concern for those who need to believe in themselves you know we 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 need to be looking toward god he he's the one who gives us life and breath and everything and and one of the greatest goals in evangelism is to say turn away from you turn away from yourself Uh, the gods of the peoples are worthless idols but the lord made the heavens and that includes the idol that you look at in the mirror every day if you don't worship a false idol or false god you, you certainly you're you're worshiping the source from where those would come from that's that's you. And so the heart of the p- part of the heart of the gospel is turning from yourself uh, from the strength of yourself and turning toward the Lord. You you're not delivered by your strength. An army can't save you. Uh, the war horse is a false hope for salvation. It, by its great might, it cannot rescue you. But but the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him and hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul from death. Um, so you need to hope in in the Lord. You need your strength to derive from Him. You can't save yourself. You you can't you can't hold yourself up by your own bootstraps. You need Christ to carry you, not just for common grace, but for saving grace. You need Him. We're we need to turn from ourselves and to the Lord, and He's He's mighty to save. It's by His strength uh, that He saves us. No man can boast. There's there's no room for boasting because we are so we are weak and this isn't, this doesn't mean to put you down. Right. When someone says, you know, my daughter says, I I can't do it, dad. I can't do it. I'm not like, you're weak. Of course you can't do it. (laughs) You know, but, but rather I'd say, you know, sweetheart, in your flesh, you are weak, uh, but look to Christ. He will give you strength. He'll give you strength and and all the glory is going to go to him. And he does. He gives your strength to persevere your trials and tribulations. And, and she doesn't look to herself going, Oh Lord, I'm so glad you gave, me strength so that I could do it, but but rather he, he grants her strength and then he gets all the glory for providing it and causing her or me or, or you or anybody to be strong enough to endure. I like how you, how you put it that way. Strength to endure all things.
0: I can't remember if it was before I started recording or during But I think I had said something about, you know, let go and let God or something along those lines. And I even said, you know, that's not exactly true as far as it's used either. But there's nothing in the Christian life that is just, you know, you just, you you go and you sit down on the, you're a Christian now. And you go and you sit down on the beach and you drink a cocktail and you just wait for the end to come. Everything's all good. No, we are, we are commanded to go. We are commanded to work. We are commanded to fight, to strive, to mortify sin. We are, we are commanded to resist the devil. Like this is not just a, okay, I'm just going to let God do everything here and I'm just going to sit back and I'm weak and he's strong. No, it's God is strong and the fact that he is strong, he gives you the strength overcome no temptation yeah. is given to his children that we are not given a way out do we still sin yeah. yes unfortunately we do this side of glory we have never been perfect nor will we ever be perfect but it's mortifying sin is the command of our lord and savior the one who has made the heavens and the earth the one who is holy 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 He requires us to be perfect, to be in perfect obedience. Here we go, Matthew 5, verse 48, Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. James 2, verse 10, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. There is none righteous, not even one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we can't save ourselves with our own work and our own strength, but Titus 3, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of, regeneration, and renewal of the Holy Spirit. If you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit who strengthens you, and he is your strength. You are not the strength. (laughs) You are a broken jar of clay. I am a broken jar of clay. God is our strength.
1: Just to relate to that, uh, something that I I commend to people in street ministry is, what you should look like in the public proclamation of the gospel is a broken cistern that is filled with living water. <laughs> that is like it should be perfect. Like, how does that broken cistern hold living water and distribute it like that? How does it should look so paradoxical? So I, I just wanted to throw that in. So that's, that's what you should look like is a broken cistern that is filled with living water. Uh, people Lord willing would see that in the open air.
0: You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Who does this? You do this. God, my shepherd. I do not do this. I do not make my cup overflow. I do not need to love myself. (laughs) Every human being has no problem loving themselves. None. If they are completely in darkness and despair... Then, yes, they maybe have a little problem, quote-unquote, loving themselves. But the solution to that is not loving themselves. The solution to that is to look to the brazen serpent, just as Moses lifted the brazen serpent, so must the Son of Man yeah. be lifted up. I have Psalm 28, and I really want to read the whole thing, but I'm not going to. Homework assignment for anybody listening. Read Nine verses of Psalm 28. Verse 6 and 7. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Are you ready for a proverb?
1: Yeah, man. Let's do it. it.
0: A wise man is strong and a man of knowledge enhances his strength.
1: Read it one more time.
0: A wise man is strong and a man of knowledge enhances his strength. Well, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will guide your paths. It's Proverbs 3. You, you can't just go and look at the adjective and say, okay, I'm a man. Okay, I'm a wise man. That means I'm strong. No, it's Jesus Christ who has been made wisdom for us. <laughs> That's the one who is strong. Right. We had talked last time the the Schwarzenegger Lloyd-Jones theology that we (laughs) had created. Who is my daddy and what does he do? My daddy is the God of the universe. My savior is the son of God who came and defeated sin, death, and the devil. As a sinner, I must repent of all that dishonors God. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Luke 9, verse 23. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. These are the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And finally, Romans 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Acts 17, verse 30, therefore having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men everywhere should repent. That's where our strength lies, is in the one who has defeated sin, death, and the devil. We still suffer from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Jesus Christ has overcome all of that, and it is not in the strength of ourselves. It's not in our frail, little, petty, broken cistern weakness that we're ever going to have any hope, but it's the living water that's put in that jar of clay, that's put in that broken cistern. That is where the nourishment is. That is, come, right. if anyone's thirst, come to me, the words of our Lord and Savior.
1: Well, his strength is, yeah, or, yeah God, God's strength, it's, it's an outworking of his infinite love, of his faithfulness. When God's faithful to us, when he's faithful to give us strength, that's an outworking of his character and nature, who he is. He is all-powerful. He is all-strong he deals with us then personally in his strength. Like you said, there's the, you kind of went back and forth, but maybe if I can just paint a quick picture of what our conversation has been is we're, we're looking at the God of all strength who is able to is able one, uphold all of creation. If you're an unbeliever listening to this and you have any strength, it's all, it's all from God. All of that is from him. Your ability to walk, to talk, the strength he's given you to rebel against him, to enjoy your sin, to laugh or to mock, or even to sit in confusion. If you're an unbeliever, you're confused and you're questioning Christianity, you're exploring it. He's given you the strength. When, when I mentioned earlier in Acts 17, he says "You know that, that God has given us life and breath and everything. He's near to everyone. Um, God has given us the natural human strength that we have. Um, but then we started talking about that when we realize part of realizing that that's not our strength, it's of the Lord's, we realize that we also can't save our own souls. We don't have the strength to withstand on the day of judgment. And God provides that the strength of salvation to his children, to his grace chosen people. He applies the strength of salvation to them. And then as a Christian, um, it doesn't stop there. So when we say, Oh, the the, the Christian looks, you know, when we are talking about uh, someone who's a Christian, but they say, um, I believe in myself. We're saying the reason why that's in conflict with the truth of the Bible is because not only is your own humanity and personhood a strength from the Lord, but your salvation is the strength of God's salvation toward you. and your sanctification is the continual, faithful, infinite outpouring of god's of God's power, in strength of uh, of God's infinite strength toward those whom whom He loves, towards His children. And so you still don't have any reason to boast or to believe in yourself, um, but that all of your strength is in the Lord's. So all of humanity, the strength God's given everybody equally, the strength God has given unto salvation for those who believe, and the strength that God is continuing to deliver us. As you said, we look to the Spirit. The Spirit gives us strength. We see the strength that God continues to give us. That's why you can see Christians on their deathbed dying strong. You know, like mm-hmm. their, their body is weak and it is dying, but they're valiant in strength because glory is, is awesome. God upholds his covenant promises and faithfulness forever in the palms of his hands. He's, his word is strong. His mercies are new every morning and his promises can be sought after and obtained because all that he does uh comes from his infinite his infinite strength the strength we don't have and so the more that we uh, I want to say John Piper put it this way but um something along the lines of what makes us worthy in the sight of God is realizing that we're unworthy you could also say that what makes us strong in the lord is realizing that we're weak we're, we're not strong and through laying down loving yourself you see how much God has loved you and gives you the strength then to do things in his name. He's uh, He's just wonderful. He's just infinitely wonderful. And it's so amazing that, that by his strength, he, up, he upholds us even to the day of judgment. He upholds us. Uh, before him, nobody could stand. Not only is it that our, our guilt cannot stand, you know, we, we don't have a, a righteousness of our own that could stand before a holy God, but even our own bodies. He's so wonderful, so marvelous that, that we we wouldn't be able to stand. Uh, we would fall. We fall down and, and worship him. There's there's one sense of that uh, that we're weak by his holy strength, but we're also weak by his holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so glorious and so awesome that we fall. We fall apart. We we find no strength in ourselves. Uh, <laughs> he, he has to lift up. Uh, what did he say in the psalm? Uh, he's a father to the orphan and to the widow. And he lifts up those heads that are bowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at him, our heads are bowed down, but he he lifts them up by his strength and loves us. And we, we will persevere. By his strength, we'll persevere to the end. No matter how horrible things might get. Yeah, he's about to give me strength to fight this bee in my truck. Dang, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, a bee just flew like right into the window and landed on my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I grew really weak. I'm like
0: strong, dude. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I don't know where he's at though, but I think
0: think it's time for you to stop talking is what they're saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that it actually reminds me of that you know, that dude. I told you I was working on this thing in the deck and this guy. Oh, do you you wanna tell that story right now or no? Well, the only reason that there's there's some connection is because he he came to me because he was stung in the hand by uh, by a wasp. Ah, okay, um, yeah, go for it. Or a bee or whatever. So that's that's why I just thought of it. But he's going around this neighborhood that he's never been a part of I'll spare Most of the details. But he's going around all these library boxes. What are they called? Like side of the there's, road, little libraries. lending
0: libraries or whatever neighborhood little lending yeah. libraries.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of them in this little community that I'm over here in, and, and he's. I mean, the dude's grabbing stacks on stacks, man. Like, I mean, he had probably ten books, a stack of ten books in his hand, and I'm pretty sure he thought that they we were like three, so he he actually pulled down the road and loaded up like another fifteen and put them in his vehicle. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, come on, bro. But but, anyways, he went to the one directly beneath the deck that I'm staining. He reached in for some books and he got stung in the hand, and then all of a sudden he comes up and he starts trying to evangelize me, but not not in the in the way of the gospel, but in the way of some manifestation and. And he, he's very, he was a very awkward man. I thought perhaps he was special needs. And if he wasn't, I listened to enough like murder mystery, like podcast. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like I'm not, I mean, he asked for my card. I'm like, oh, I can't find it. You know, sort of a thing. Like, I'm glad I'm out. I don't have any of my drugs. Uh, but he followed me, followed me over there and almost spooked me, you know. And uh, he starts sharing this manifestation stuff. And I replied a little bit. I'll admit because of the situation uh, I I had not stuck around to evangelize and I was like, man, you really need to kind of hear. So I kind of just ushered him away if I see him again, perhaps. But, but, but anyways, as he was talking to me and he's telling me about how he can see my dead grandmother, like following me around every day and, um, and how I can manifest, you know, to make $88,000 in a week through his, uh, his universal, you know, metaphysical mindset class or, or something like that. And, and he's just getting all, like, deep, bro, and and very awkward and weird. And he's probably, I don't know, in his 60s, balding, overweight gentleman. And just trying to describe what he looked like, white male, you know, kind of just holding all these books in his hand, you know. And he says, you know, you'll you'll have the best life. You'll you'll live forever. You'll never be hurt. And he's like, you, you just need to open this door. You just need to open this door. And I looked at him, and sarcastically, you know, I said, um, yeah, kind of like that, that library door you opened that showed the weakness of your hand when you got stung, in, you know, stung in the wrist, he kind of like, <laughs> you know, looked like, what the heck, man, you know, but I'm like, here, you're, you're boasting in your strength to earn this money, to speak things into existence, to, to see the spiritual or whatever. And the whole time you're, you're a frail human being, difficulty uh, difficultly carrying a stack of books, and you got buzzed in the hand, bro. Mm. And, and, and he was concerned. Like, I need help. But it was the immediate, he's weak, just, just as I am weak. Uh, when the bee flew into here, I'm, I didn't stick around. You know, I, I still <laughs> see it on the bottom of, uh, of my truck right now. Um, but the truth is, like, uh, we're also weak. And when we depend on ourselves, um, may, maybe we get away with being strong enough to kill a bee, carry some books, get home, but we will not stand in the judgment. We will not stand the infinite wrath of God. We need a strength that is not our own. Uh, we need the strength of Jesus, as you said earlier. He is able to withstand the wrath. He, what he bore on the cross, he bore for eternity. like he bore, uh, uh, For our eternity. Our, the eternal weight of the punishment that we deserve for our sins committed against the holy God. Jesus bore that on the cross, bro. He, he bore, I mean, for everyone who would believe in him for all who the father gave him, he bore that wrath. He paid that debt. He was strong enough because he is God. He's God in the flesh. And and that very same God who's strong enough to die on the cross for our sins, like you said earlier, he's the same God who's strong enough to roll the grave, to forever defeat sin and death for his people and strong enough to carry you to glory that you would endure that you can endure all things through Christ who strengthens you, even enduring the day of judgment, because Jesus endured that on your behalf. And now you get to endure God's glories and the, the mercies of his strength forever. Right. There's a, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an all powerful God. It's also in the hands of that all powerful God through faith in Jesus Christ that no one could pluck you out of. He's so strong and he's strong in his promises and in all of his ways. I and have, dead grandmas
0: don't. Copy. Yeah, dead Probably. grandmas don't do anything yeah. for you. Dead
1: grandmas don't do anything um, for you. And do not be believe hurt. in your dead grandma or
0: yourself. I'm going to Isaiah Bro, now. A, I got one
1: book, and we only need sixty-six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah thirty, which another homework assignment is. Yes. I mean, verse one. Ah, stubborn children declares the Lord, who carry out a plan but not mine. That's the beginning of chapter 30, but I'm starting at verse 15. And this is an awesome callback to the very first podcast of Heart Fails 73. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. Another translation for returning there is in repentance and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling, and you said, No, we will flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee away. And we will ride upon swift steeds, therefore your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee, till you are all left like a flagstaff on the top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill." And then from there you can jump to Isaiah. By the way, that, that was a prophecy that was fulfilled in the destruction of Israel. And I believe that there's yeah. a further understanding of that too in the ultimate destruction of those who have rejected Jesus Christ and those who have willfully been disobedient. But we have Isaiah 41. I'm sorry, no, Isaiah 40. Homework assignment, Isaiah 40, the whole thing. But I'm starting at verse 29. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint to carry on what you were saying before, Stephen, and with your children, um, what my kids and I, I'll point out every breath, every heartbeat is a blessing from God. If God wills it, my heart stops instantly. There's nothing I can do about it. Nothing. And eventually someday that is going to happen. Teach us to number our days. And my days are numbered. Stephen's days are numbered. Everyone's days are numbered. God knows the hairs on your head. He knows the number of your days as well. I want to finish with Exodus 14, if that's cool.
1: Yeah, let me find
0: it. Colossians 1 is so great too. (laughs) I didn't. <laughs> I really did not search that hard today to just kind of check out strength and what it says. And everything is just apples of gold. Colossians one yeah. eleven strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Yeah, oh. but the entire Colossians there is. Whew, we had our day of rest yesterday, man, and. You you just, you get so invigorated. (laughs) You get so joyous when you're with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And I was telling you before we recorded, like, I'm sitting here and I'm worshiping with brothers and sisters in Christ. And then, you know, you go and you have your church picnic, like, you know, you do. And it's like yeah. I, I sat there at a table for two and a half hours at the end of the picnic, and you know everybody else is home, and I'm talking to a, a couple and anybody who's walking by about open air evangelism, <laughs> like you do at a church picnic, and you're just so engaged, you're so excited, yeah, you got it, Exodus. Yeah, I apologize. I think it's Exodus fifteen actually, but no, mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start with. Uh, whew. That's what it was. I'm starting in Exodus 14. Okay. So Exodus 14, verse 30. Thus, the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. And his chosen officers were sunk in the Red Sea. The floods covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemies. Enemy, I apologize. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow your adversaries. You send out your fury. It consumes them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. awesome and glorious deeds, doing wonders. You stretched out your hand. The earth swallowed them. Verse 13, you have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode.
1: I love the song. idea
0: of stead- and ending the reading there with the steadfast love of God. Because the steadfast love of God is not something that he turns on and off. (laughs) No, it's steadfast. Always, the promises of God are sure and secure. He is faithful. It is impossible for God to lie. He tells us, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Last word, Stephen.
1: Then Miriam, in verse 20, I'm just going to, this is just our response. I'll do a last word response to that song of Moses, to God's strength. Now then Mary and the prophetess, the sister of Aaron took a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And she sang to them, sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider. He's thrown into the sea. God, our heavenly father, he has made an everlasting strong covenant of grace with us. And he has adopted us as his children and his co-heirs to the hope of eternal life. God, the son, has washed us in his blood from all of our sins by his strength. He has incorporated us into the fellowship of his death and his resurrection and life eternally. And God, the Holy Spirit dwells in us by his strength. He sanctifies us to be members of Christ. And he applies to us that which we have in Christ, namely the washing away of our sins and the daily strength and renewing of our lives and such is the portion of all who belong to Christ and are joined to him by a true faith, that all believers, we are kept by the strength and power of God unto salvation. Go, go grab your tambourines and start dancing. Sing to the Lord. He has triumphed gloriously. He's triumphed over our strength. He's triumphed over sin's strength, Satan's strength, the world's strength, And he has cast our enemies, his enemies, into the sea and they fall into the bottom like lead. As Adam said, our flesh and our hearts may fail, but God is our strength and our portion forever. Amen.